So, and I don't want to sound ungrateful, but that's just how, that's how it worked out. But when I got to Howard, I met some of the best people I probably have ever had the opportunity to encounter from all different types of, of walks of life, from all different colors, shades. They're just, DC is an amazing place just that's to be enjoyed. You are from, you're yeah, from the home. area. You're from the area. Area. The area. Um, and it was, it was a great place to grow up as a person. You are now tuned in to a Power Podcast Network production. What's up, everybody? We're back. Keep the money on the floor podcast. I am your host, Lex Bibbs. Man, I'm here with the one, the only, Zena Conway. That's lit. What's good? What's poppin', homie? You all right? I'm doing amazing. Listen, let me tell you something. Let me, let me, tell, <laughs> let me tell my listeners something about Zena, right? Uh-oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, every time I post one, she like, all right, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm I've like, been oh, ready. We ready. Bruh, I've been ready. Yeah, I've so been ready. I'm excited. You. Thank you. Thank I'm you. proud of that, you. That, that means a lot to me. I appreciate that. This is this is lit. I, I feel like this is this is nothing but gold. So let's let's, let's get it. Let's talk about it. So <laughs> <clears throat> according to your Instagram bio, you are an artist, an educator, <laughs> an influencer, and a new mom. I am a new mom. I'm proud of you, man. Thank you. It's Different. Baby boy, right? A baby boy. He's so amazing. He's so me and his father bought into one person. What and his he, family and my family. What does he take from you? Um attitude, drive, mm-hmm. determination. How old? Fifteen months. Mm. Fifteen months. Yeah. He's he's a he is a force to be reckoned with. I'm I'm actually kind of nervous for the world, but it's gonna be lit. He's he's an amazing little bit. What's his name? Stafford. He's the third. Stafford the third. Yeah, SG3. Okay. <laughs> so, what you been up to, man? We're obviously still in this pandemic. Um, the world has shifted in a lot of it ways. Has it's been hard on us. Um, what, what's what's life been like for you? It's been rough. Um, it's definitely been a shift, but I can't say that it's been unwelcomed. Now, am I a fan of of the hardship that it's causing? Absolutely not. Like I have family members that are suffering from uh, from COVID, so or or from being diagnosed as as having COVID. Um, so you know, you definitely want to take your precautions, and I'm I'm precautious. Like I saw people starting to get sick at the beginning of the year. So I'm like, oh, let me pull me and my baby up out of yeah, <laughs> out yeah. of all of this. We're not I'm not participating. Um, yeah. So I've been home quite a bit, more than probably I've I've ever been. Um, but overall, this has been an amazing metamorphosis time. Like I feel like we're just all like little butterflies, and we're in that uh, that cocoon stage. And now it's really like you got all this time, you got space and opportunity. Right. What you gonna do with no it? No excuses. No excuses. And that's how I feel about all of this. But overall, I mean, I've been working on my brands. Plural. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been trying to figure out other ways to make coin because you know. Uh, uh, you know, jobs aren't necessarily in the same the same facet as they've always been available. So you have to get creative right now. Right. But it's been it's been lit. I can't I can't complain and I won't. Man, like listen, I I love the energy coming through the speakers right now. Like <laughs> this is dope. This is the one and only <laughs> Zena Conway. Oh, I appreciate uh, you. If my recollection is correct. You're from uh, the Raleigh area. I am. I'm from Raleigh. Shout out Raleigh, man. What's up, Raleigh? I haven't seen y'all in in since I left in 2008. But what's poppin'? You don't I love go you. back like that. I have n- my parents don't live there anymore. Okay. Um, they left Raleigh when I graduated from Smith, mm-hmm. and they went to Fayetteville. Uh, they spent a few years there, 
And then they ended up going to Elizabeth City. So my family is actually, my, my dad actually just passed away, but my, my mom is in Elizabeth City now. So yeah, respect to your family. You know, Sorry, I, salute I appreciate to your pops. it. Um, you know, are you he, holding up okay? I mean, I know it's, it's never, I, I hate to ask the question, how are you doing? Are you okay? But you know, I know it's a, it's a, it's a process, right? Um, yes, it's a process. I'm okay. Okay. Uh, I don't think, I think people are kind of like, touchy, like kind of yeah. trying to be like tiptoeing around me, but I'm good. My dad raised me like, you got to keep it. You got to keep the ball going. You got to, you got to take the torch. Here's a stick. If it's track, we run right. a relay. Here's the stick. Come keep on. it moving. Come on. So I'm not, I, it, it it's still settling. I don't yeah. want to make it sound as though like, you know, I'm peachy clean and everything. Sure. But you know, that's my daddy. I'm a daddy's girl. He's proud of you. I'm a daddy's girl. So yeah. now I'm just about to F stuff up. I told him that when he was passing, when he was on his last one, I was like, Daddy, I'm about to go F some stuff up. He's like, get it, girl. Wow. Yeah. Salute to him. It's game time. And, and salute to your family and condolences it. and all that. I appreciate um, it. So from Raleigh, you said you've never, you never been back. So, you know, I kind of have an idea, but I want you to tell it in your way. Mm-hmm. How did you get to Smith? How did you hear about Smith? Like that whole thing. Okay. So I decided I was going to Smith when I was eight. Eight years old. Eight years old. Eight years old. Okay, what was the event? What was the occasion? My mother went to Smith. Okay. Um, so my mom is alum. She didn't graduate from Smith, but she is an alum of Smith. So I grew up going to the alumni meetings. So I would, uh, I would have to help with fundraisers. I'd actually be at the meetings. So that was just the culture that I knew. So mm-hmm. my pops went to tea. My brother went to tea. I wasn't going to tea. And tea for those people out there that I'm sorry. don't know what tea is, but I love I love the vernacular. We we, we hit, but everybody's like tea. What's tea? tea what is Let me that? Google Tea University. That's North Carolina Anti University. North Carolina Anti. Yes. So um, my my family went there, and then my since my mom went to to Smith, and I grew up around it. I just decided like, look, Smith is where I'm going to be. So yeah. um, I popped up on campus in 2004. You know, and the rest is history. The rest, hey, talk about your experience, because you were you did something pretty amazing. I don't know what you're referencing. You but, don't. I mean, I, mean, I, I did kinda, a lot, Lex. Like okay, I did, okay, I did okay, a lot. Okay, okay. I, I did, I did probably too much. Like, all right, okay. So what did you do? Talk about it. Pop, pop your, you know what I'm saying? You, you told, you said you was about to, you know what I mean? Like, I did say that. Yeah, I did. Yeah, so. Okay. So at Smith, I was a lovable. Okay. Um, that's the that's the Smith cheerleaders for y'all. Cute no matter what. Cute no matter what. I uh, I ran track my first year at Smith. Um, what else did I do? Uh, me and B Carter, well, B Nicole now, we started the Pep Squad. Mm-hmm. I was a student ambassador. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! I, Shout out to Mr. Miller, Jocelyn yes, Diggs, Ronnie, yes. and you, and, me. and you. Come on, man. I, I feel like I remember sitting in the. Um, in the 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 church with you and Reverend Smith and and the whole like Whoa. original crew, Salute it was crazy. To Reverend Smith, Look, man. it's Salute all love. Him, it's all love. He yeah. he he planted the seeds. We out here watering and nurturing. Yep. Um. What else did I do? I was in Jabak. I was the publicity chair for Jabak. I was. I pledged Delta, of course. Okay. Um. What else? Uh, SGA president. That's what I was getting to. Oh. We ran the yard, man. Come on. Look. Uh. And I was valedictorian. Pop your collar. I just didn't know what you wanted me to point out. As, I, I was thinking about the SGA. Thing. Okay, so That's SGA dope, was dope. I loved it. How did it. you balance all that? Think back to Young Z, you know what I mean, running running around 100 Betty's Ford Road on that campus, 
managing, you know what I'm saying? I, I get it. You, you, you ran track. You, some of those things were for a year, a season, or whatever. Yes. But you did so much, and you concluded what you said. Like, I was the valid. You said valedictorian? I was valedictorian. Yeah, like, that's huge. Like, how did you manage all that? I don't know. Without going crazy? I, I, it was, it was never a matter of my sanity. I, I well, in the totality of things, it was never a true matter of my, my sanity. But it was, I saw it as a game. I guess that's the best way I, I can, I can place it. It, it was just. I can't say it was time management. I wrote papers in my sleep. You know, I, I did. I, I was when I was asleep. I was still working. I, it's just the way my brain works. So, um, and what takes me, what takes other people probably like weeks to complete. It probably takes me a few hours to do so, mm. um, just focus wise. And that's not me trying to sit there and be like, ding, 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 Zena over here. It's, it's yeah. just like that's just how my brain works, which is why I know. And we'll get into this later. Why, why I know my brain works. Right. If that makes sense. So um, I had an amazing squad around me. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's what I'm, I had amazing teachers. I had amazing friends. I had amazing associates. I had amazing mentors. If somebody saw me doing too much, they pulled me back. Um, calm arts major, right? Yes. Shout out some of your most, uh, your favorite professors. My from- favorite? Oh, you're going to get me in trouble. They might not. <laughs> you're going to get me in trouble. Um, well, Miss Wynn. I, I, you know, I have to give her her props. She she was yeah. lit as our, our journalism teacher. Have you, uh, is she still around? She is not at Smith anymore. Yeah. Um, I believe she's still in the Charlotte area, but okay. I'm not 1,000% yeah. sure. I, I need to check on her. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Miss Wynn, she's she's lit. Journalism-wise, she taught me everything I know. Miss Wynn, Miss Wynn played me one time. She was like, uh, oh, so you think you, uh, you're going to get an A in my class? Nobody makes an A in my class. I was like, well, watch me make an A. I didn't make an A in her class, but, wow. you know, she challenged, she charged me and then challenged me and I still fell short, but you need those lessons to, to, to stay humble and you to do. become who you are to become. Um, but yeah, um, Dr. Harris, I cannot get, I, I can't, I can't not say Dr. Harris's name. She definitely has helped me from at Smith and at Howard, because, mm-hmm. you know, I ended up going to Howard too. Yeah, um, you know, I, I got that in my notes. We're going we to get to Georgia Ave. Dr. K. Yeah. Dr. DeForest. Okay. Doc, I never had him as a as a teacher, but he's always had my back. So, mm-hmm. peace. So let's get to it. After Smith, you went to Howard for grad school. I did. There was something in between that. What'd you do in between? In between that, I interned for NASCAR. Talk about it. <laughs> you, you diversified the track. I diversified the track. Yeah, I yeah. How'd you get that track? opportunity? Was um, it like an internship post turned into job? What was her name? Kia. Yeah, I remember Kia. Kia, um, she was in the uh, in career services at the time. It was senior year. I actually came through all of NASCAR's diversity initiatives. So Mm -hmm. anything they had set in stone, I came through that. Their mentorship, their internship, their apprenticeship, all of that. Um, And uh, she called me during fall break. I was going to the fair. I wasn't going to no. I wasn't going to the track. You got me messed up. I'm going to the state fair. And she called me and she was like, "No, you're not. You're going on the. You're you're going. This is why HBCUs are so dope." Because they, they hunt you down. Right. Um, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to go mind my business. Push going to shove. I ended up at the track. And I ended up having a whole new world opened to me. I didn't know there were so many moving parts within the motorsports industry. Um, and it was brilliant. I, I saw so many things. I met so many different people. After grad school, I actually ended up getting a phone call asking me to if I wanted to, to, to work within the industry. I didn't work for NASCAR, but I still yeah. got a chance to work within the industry. So I made so many connections and had so many opportunities. NASCAR was dope. I Do you still it. keep up with it today, like just as a casual fan? Um, 
I might pop in and pop out, but not as much as I used to. Yeah. After after teaching it, I was kind of tapped out. Okay. When you I say was, teaching it, meaning? So I taught at Winston-Salem State University, mm-hmm. um, and they have a program in motorsports management. Yep, so yep. I was their clinical instructor of motorsports management for Professor Conway. Well, I was the instructor. You know, you got to have a PhD yeah. to yeah, pretty yeah. to tech, you know, if you get political. But yeah. How, how, long you, how, how long were you doing that? Three years. Three years? Mm-hmm. I taught for three years. Okay, I was 24. I started teaching at 24. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being a you, teacher at 24? You, you, you look like your students. It, I still look like my students. You do. You, do. <laughs> you, you on that Pharrell plan. Look, I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go to... So, Okay, I'm about to go back on the timeline. Talk about the Howard experience and why Howard, why the area, Georgia the area. area. Um, well, I wanted to go to art school, but I was yeah. told that art school wasn't real grad school. So I was, I, I was told that Howard was a better opportunity for me. Um, not to mention a full ride was dangled in front of me. Mm. So you can't, and, 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 and Reverend Smith dangled that in front of me. So it's not like I can sit there and be like, no, nah, I want to go. Right. So, and I don't want to sound ungrateful, but that's just how, that's how it worked out. But when I got to Howard, I met some of the best people I probably have ever had the opportunity to encounter from all different types of, of walks of life, from all different colors, shades. They're just, DC is an amazing place just to be enjoyed. You are from, you're from the area. You're from the area. The area. Um, And it was, it was a great place to grow up as a person. Yeah. Um, Howard was cool. It has its own culture, as do all HBCUs. The real HU. 18, the real HU. I, I definitely fight that fight with uh, between that and Hampton. Yeah. Um, but I I met a lot of people. I, I learned a lot. I, I ended up comping out. I was supposed to stay through my PhD, and I ended up comping out. I ended up taking the test to leave grad school because I couldn't get support on my research. Mm. And that's really where my only like bitterness comes from. But it's no shade to to Howard as the the institution. I still I still love it. But yeah. that that research would have been groundbreaking. Okay, I got a hard question for you. Is it hard? I, I heard all that. It's, it's going to kind of dictate whether I continue to follow you on social media or not. You ready? No. All right. <laughs> Did you like mumbo sauce when you was living in DC? I didn't eat carry out for real. What? Mm-mm. You missed out on a whole cultural. Do you want to know? You want to know how ignorant I am? I didn't have mumbo sauce for real until I came down here and had a wings of truck. And Shout I had out the wings to Windsor. You know, I, that that was my yeah, time. Yeah. So in that in that setting, yes, I rock with it. But I didn't have it in DC. I didn't eat a lot of Chinese food, but I don't eat out a lot. Legs. So I know you never touched the McDonald's on Georgia Ave. That's I a mean, legendary. McDonald's. That that it had to be like. Two o'clock in the morning and I'm struggling. You never, oh my goodness. I ate at the McDonald's. Come on now, Lex. I'm talking about the mumbo sauce. No, I like, didn't. That's a, I didn't. That's a I went to the grill. I, I ate at the, the Jamaican spot on the yeah. corner. Talk about some of your other experiences. Like, what, what did you do for fun? I started America? bartending in DC. Where at? I bartended at 8th Street, uh, off of 8th Street, the Vapiano in Chinatown. Yeah. Um, that was my first bar gig. I worked the water club at Zanzibar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked at Carolina Kitchen in, uh, in Hyattsville, right there on the plaza. Yeah, it's the plaza, right? Because yep. uh, I lived across the street from it. it was, that was lit. I, I, I worked private parties. Bartender was, I was a bottle girl. It yeah. was, it, look, I, I, I enjoyed D.C. So listen, like, 
I feel like from afar it helped raise you in a sense. Absolutely. You know, uh, it might Absolutely. it might have sparked a, a season of style. Okay. So talk about. You trying to say I ain't had no stylist, man? I mean, you grew up in Raleigh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, but talk about, joking, talk about seeing it for four years at Smith, you know, like. And then seeing it in and person. Then, and then being in it and living around it like, yo, so like, heck, like, that's how they talk. That's how they dress in undergrad. And then it's like, yo, I'm in D.C. and this is just the, the, the vibe. Real talk. I didn't experience the area, the area, until I got to Smith, you know. And and at this point, the the this is when. Uh, you know, go-go's were still huge and, you know, you, you had, you had the music and everything and we were just being introduced. I'm from North Carolina. We, mm -hmm. we don't, we, we don't listen to go-go music for real, but it became a part of, of like the lifestyle at Smith. Yeah. And then when I got to DC, I had already been introduced to it. So it wasn't culture shock, like for other people that I had been in, I was in school with at the time, but I'm definitely happy that, that Smith was my buffer between, yeah being plopped down and transplanted into the, the area and like, <laughs> and, and just experiencing it at a younger age. Cause it, it's a, it's a culture to, um, to accept. Mm -hmm. it, Cause it's his own little, you can't, you, you can't box, you can't box the area. You, you no. just, the DMV has its own food, its own language, its own style, and it's all authentic. And I appreciate it. My wife gonna kill me for this. But uh -oh. You know, my wife is from like Fuquay. Okay. And so, but she tells people she's from near Raleigh. So when we're up there, she's like a kid, like looking out the window, like, oh my it's God, so look at all these. No, I'm talking about when we're in DC. Oh, so when we go back home, she's just looking around because it's like Aww. she grew up in a little country town. You know what I mean? Fuquay is real country though. Oh, very. Like, but shout out to Fuquay. Shout out to I her. mean, but when shout, we go shout out to. She just be looking around like, this is amazing. I've I've traveled. Not not saying your your wife hasn't traveled. So I've traveled. So DC and my my parents were always on business trips. So the yeah. city I'm I'm familiar with. But I I real recognize real. I understand yeah, yeah. the the culture shock. I might get in trouble for that. I might gotta you cook, won't. I might gotta cook my own dinner. Shout out shout out to Fuquay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to to the Raleigh, yeah, Durham, yeah, Chapel um, Hill area. <laughs> so I read on your site. I believe it's your site or your social media. It says, I teach young people how to recognize and acknowledge their inner voice. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about this. Let's Let, talk let's about, let's, talk let's about talk, this. I want to get right to it. Let's talk about this. It, it really boils down to people don't know who they are. And we really need to start spending, we need to start shining more light on it being okay to get to know who you are and to hang out with yourself. If you don't, Take the time to figure out what you like, what you don't like, what you're good at, what you're not great at, what you will do, what you won't do. <laughs> then you are, are battling. You're constantly battling what people are telling you yeah. works and what doesn't work, what you do like and what you don't like. Right. And you become a, a sponge, in essence, taking on what other people want you to, to be and how they right. want you to act instead of you being able to stand your ground and fight your own fight and walk your own journey. I'm going to go deeper than that. So, like, think about, like, when you go to... Um, to college, and yes. you might come from a DC or a Raleigh or Fuquay mm -hmm. or New York or Jersey. And if you don't know who you are, you can take on all these personas mm -hmm. of like, you know, I'm gonna dress like I'm from New York, I'm gonna talk like I'm from Atlanta, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I'm gonna try to be studious like this girl, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, whatever the mm -hmm. case may be. And then you get out here in the real world, you're like, who am I? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. On the flip side of that though, I won't, I won't completely 
knock absorbing other cultures and experiences right. because that helps shape who you who you are. But again, if you don't have a, a reference point, if you don't have a, a a placebo study, you don't have something just to watch or compare it to, then yeah, yeah you're you're you become a a lost one. And there's much more clout and there's much more weight in being able to stand your ground in who you are yeah. than trying to be who someone wants you to be. Right. Now when you say young people Okay. What exactly is that age demographic you're talking about when you say young people? I put an age on it, but it's not age specific. So what I'm actually talking about is if you're still learning, you're still young. It's a state of mind. So when right. I say young people, I'm talking about your, your state of mind, who you are. Are you, are you still, do you still consider yourself young? Right. Are you still absorbing information? When we get to a point where we feel like we know everything, that's when you start to get old. For sure. And, and that's what I'm talking about. But I mean, I guess technically we can put an age 13 to 17 year olds because that's when you're developing yeah. um, the, the, the most you still continue to develop as you're in your 20s and your 30s, your 40s, your 60s, whatever it may be. But that becomes a personal decision instead of it being an actual mold. Does that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense um, because so much of what we do, even with back to our university, and it's like, oh, I'm young alumni. I'm old alumni. I'm like, bro, we're not old alumni. I'm not old. I'm not old. Yeah, I'm very, Don't put that I'm on me. I'm very still vibrant and whatever. And I might got a few grades that say otherwise, but I feel like I'm young. That's wisdom. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm going to take that. I got my first gray. I can't even tell. I got my first gray. I'm excited about it, too. Um, where did all this come from? Has that always been a brainchild? Is it something like, you know what, when you were a professor at Winston or just on your track, like, you know what, I want to... Because I know I help young people, too. I don't brand it in this way, but I just want to <laughs> do what someone did for me in a sense of, like, being that advocate and, and showing them the ropes. I but feel you. This feels like... A lot, a lot more intentional. So, like, where did this come from? Um, I think here I'm gonna have to give props to my parents uh, because they they raised me to be who y'all see today. Um, all of those, all of those accolades, I really that I attribute that to to them and how they how they raised us, just because they gave us the space to become who who we needed to be, to or who we yeah. are to become. And when I recognized that, I turn around and I look, because I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't realize everybody else wasn't in the same boat as me. I didn't realize that until I was in corporate, getting drugged through the mud and ready to, to jump ship and start my own business and, and do my own thing. So my whole thing, I thought we all were, were the same, because that's just how I was raised and that's how I see things. And that's not necessarily the truth. So when that realization came, I was like, oh, but everyone has the potential to be, mm -hmm. you know, and because I've spent so much time in so many different facets of life, like I've been in the bar bartending world, I've been a hostess at a restaurant, I've, I've swept the floors, I've cleaned bathrooms, I've, I've done community service, you know, I've done the footwork. And because I know how to communicate with so many different people in so many different ways, I feel as though it's my my duty to turn around and be like, let me let me teach you the ropes. Let me give you some gems. Let me show you how you specifically can become the best you possible. For sure. So that that's really me just taking what I was taught growing up and flipping it and trying to make it digestible for everyone else so right. that they have a better a better footing to move forward. And so all of this encompasses the greatness all of this is greatness. All of this, and that's the brand. The YNG greatness is the is the overall brand. The merch, which is funny, 
I, I designed the merch when I was in corporate America and I just needed something to cling to. I needed some hope. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I woke up one day and the idea just came to me. I was like, I'm going to put it on everything. I'm going to put it on shirts. I'm going to put it on pins. I'm going to put it on cups. I'm going to put it on hats. And whenever I need to feel better, I'm going to put that on. Mm. So like at, for, at work, when they relaxed the, uh, the dress code, it, I, you know, I would put on my, my greatness shirt with some pumps and, some, and a skirt. And then I'd be walking around with it. If I had a blazer on, I had my T-shirt on yeah. under it. Um, if I had, um, if I was going for a coffee break, I'd fill up my mug or my cup. Zena, what you doing? Oh, I'm drinking greatness because I need it. I know the power of repetition and the power of mantra mantras. You need to be able to see something every day to believe it. And that's where this greatness merch actually came from. But it's the smallest part of the entire brand. That was a lot. I just no. I feel inspired. It was, but it was it was it was awesome. It was great. You know what I mean? Um, I I appreciate that. No, like because I hear all of that, and I hear that we need to be reminded that there's still greatness inside. And Mm -hmm. you know, there are times where like I'm doing stuff. You know, like is this working? You know, whether it's the merch, it's the podcast. I love your merch, and I love the podcast. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. but I sometimes beat myself up, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I, I have to then realize, you know, the, the, the cliches, right? Like greatness is a process mm-hmm. or, you know, uh, uh, the journey starts with one step, you know right. what I mean? And those things. But there are days where I just don't feel great. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? If I'm you. really being honest, I feel tired. And that's the day you, do, you put on. that on and you go and look in the mirror. And like, yo, it, it, it's it's almost like a switch. Look, so what I do with my son every day, and I've been slacking lately, but every day we go in the mirror and he and he actually he's 15 months, like I told you, we look in the mirror, I am awesome, I am amazing, I am great, and I can do anything. Affirmations. We we, we do that every morning. We go through each one of his names and I and I'll say like Stafford is, da 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 you know, and we'll go through each one because he That's has dope. four names. It's, like, confidence. it's just you have to if yeah. if you don't do it, if you don't take the reins for yourself. Who are you expecting to, to do it for yeah. you? And that's all. But something about what you said earlier is like, it's okay to be you. It's okay to find who you are. You know what I'm saying? And again, with so much access, with technology and social media and just the range in which we could just see what other people are doing, it's so easy to be like, oh, I like what she's doing. Oh, I like what he's doing. Oh, I like what they're doing. And try to take on that and hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Or take that's on right. that and succeed and realize, yo, you get to a place like, I never was supposed to be good at this. That's right. I was supposed to be over here doing this. That's right. You know what I mean? But I love that what you're doing because that's where it starts. You know what I mean? It's so many people walking around confused Mm -hmm. and they don't even know it. But it's Mm -hmm. like, yo, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Um, My my senior um, at the at graduation, we had an alum come and speak. He he was working for a BOA at the time. I don't know if he's still there, and he was on the board of trustees as well. But his speech—I don't know who many, how many people actually remember their their commencement speech. I remember the commencement speech because you know I'm on that nerd level. For sure. But he, his biggest thing was you need to realize that it's like a GPS. You're recalculating. When yeah. your GPS recalculates, you need to take that concept and really apply it to your life. So when you when you get to a place and you don't know how you got there, allow yourself to recalculate. Give yourself the grace to recalculate so that then you can back it up and you can really take a, a take a look at the, the bigger picture instead of being stuck on the fact that it didn't work out the way you wanted it to. That he said that and that just stuck with me till till this very moment. 
It was real. Recalculating. 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 It's not working. Time to recalculate. I don't like the way it turned out. Time to recalculate. Yeah. We we make we make things more difficult than than they actually are. But that's potentially by design. So with this pandemic, how has it affected or benefited or shifted your business in a way? Um, it has allowed me to sit down and think. Mm-hmm. Um, it is forcing me to really contemplate what is important at this stage, which really pushes my, my, my brand, makes me want to push my brand even harder because there's gold in greatness. Once you once you decide to own who you are and own your skills and own your 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 skill set and your abilities, can't nobody tell you what to do. No. So knowing that and trying to figure out how to articulate it to get people to buy into it is has been my 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 vice or whatnot. But this this pandemic or whatever has allowed me to sit down and really Think about what is important in life. What is important for legacy? What is important? What do I really want people to be contemplating and, and doing moving forward? Does yeah, that make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. So it's it's been, while it's been a hiccup, it's just that. You, you get over hiccups. Right. You do. You just keep belching. You, you, you keep belching. <laughs> you drink you drink some water. Right. <laughs> you, Pat me on the back. Yeah. yeah. We, get, we get through it. Um, 21 Lessons of Greatness. Ah. Talk about this. Ah. Where did it come from? Where is it? Okay. What is it? Excuse me. All right. So originally it came from, uh, my, my parents are educators. So I was raised by educators. Their parents were educators. So anything I encounter had to be turned out into some long, drawn-out lesson. Okay, that's fine. We, mm-hmm. that's, that's how we learn. When I was, I took a year off. I, I know we didn't finish going through the timeline, and that's completely fine. Um, but it, I took a year off between teaching, no, between working in rental, in car rental, and um, and my job as a a mobile app specialist. I took a I took a year break, and I went home. While I was at home, my dad would give me these assignments to do. So, long story short, short, he told me to write down twenty five things that I was good at. That lesson stuck with me. So when I turned 30, and you know that, that was a self-assessment and an audit that I went through. But when I turned 30, I challenged myself to do the same thing. But I wanted to know how many lessons I could write out that I had learned by the time I turned 30 years old. Three lessons turned into five. Five lessons turned into seven. Seven turned into 11, 11 to 15. And then by the time I hit 15, I was like, hmm. I wonder if I can just top it off at 21 because I, I, it would just keep going. So as I was writing out these lessons, and honestly, they're really basic lessons that we all need to revisit across the board. For example, give us one. Um, the first, I'm trying to think of what the, the very first one I believe is everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Very basic lesson. Not complicated at all. Not complicated at all unless we make it complicated. And, and that's the thing. If everything happens for a reason, why am I so upset with how things are turning out? Because if, if it happened, then there must be a there, there's got to be another side to the story. So why don't I just figure out what the why don't I recognize what the other side was? Hop over this 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 hiccup yeah. and keep it moving. Yeah. So it, it's there. There's several questions. I mean, several lessons to that effect that I that I go through. And some of them I relate back to my own life, and I, some of them I relate to to my corporate experience or my career experience. I and some of them to like motherhood. 
before the webinar I put on, because I actually hosted a, a webinar where I gave the first seven away for, for the free ski. And my, my computer, everything happens for a reason. My computer crashed the night before the, uh, the webinar. I was sitting here, I was, I was going to town. I was like, I'm gonna have a presentation. I'm gonna do this, that, and the third. It crashed. What am I supposed to do? Cancel it? No. That, that doesn't make sense. What's the contingency plan? Well, I used to teach. So let me, let me fall back on, these, on the skills that I have over here. Guess I'm gonna be standing in front of the classroom and y'all gonna catch all of these vibes. So it, it's all a matter, look, recalculating. You can't, you can't allow things it. to just stop you. I love it. So 21 Lessons of Greatness, it is a, a digital course I pulled together. Um, I have a, self, a self-help, like a self-learning um, component, and then I also have videos to go in tandem with it. And you get access to the, uh, the webinar. That's available um, for, for review on my uh, on YNG Greatness, which is an online digital, yeah. uh, online learning community. But yeah, and so, like, pricing-wise, like, what are, what are someone looking at? Okay, so the 21 Lessons of Greatness is a $97 investment. I, I felt as though that was fair for 21 of the lessons I had to, I had to pay in blood. Yeah. I, just, I just felt like that, that's fair for you to have 21 basic life lessons that you may or may not have encountered in your life. And then once you encounter them, you can then apply them and, and use those as tools moving forward. Yeah. You know, and that's just the first, that's just the, the, the first little oomph. I'm sure I have a plethora of other things I can kick out to follow it up, but like a book. So I, that was going to be my question. Like, it sounds like you need to be like an author. Well. Like it's, it's you, you like, you got a lot of knowledge. You got a lot of experience. I, you got I a lot most. of energy. And I think you know how to convey a concept, a message in a very unique way. It sounds like you, you know, you gotta work on that, man. Look, I'm I'm working on it. it. It's a lot of it's a lot it's a lot of stuff to balance all of these ideas, yeah. motherhood, companionship, sanity. It's a it's a lot, but it's in the works. I, I tweeted it. I think <laughs> I think I think you might have liked that one. I was like, you know what, this time next year I'm gonna have a book. So I need to I need to get uh, a I like it. all that. This time next year I'm gonna have a boat. I'll put that out I'm there. Here the other day. I'm you know here for it. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We gotta put it out there, the power of the tongue, right? Look, that part. So talk about balance. Like you're, again, you're juggling all these hats. Like you said, sanity, motherhood, companionship, goals, ideas, 21 lessons of greatness. Like, <laughs> how do you and what do you do for you to 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 fill your tank? I'm working on that part. Um, my family does a lot of that feeling, feeling for me. Um, I do meditate regularly. Um, I go for walks regularly. I, I'm, I'm, I am a natural healer. That, that's just who, like, I was created. I, I get in the sun. I'm, I'm absorbing all of it. As I'm probably as granola as they probably as it can possibly get. So, I am spending time in nature. I'm in my crystals. I'm with my spirit guides. I'm with, you know, I'm, I'm in my Bible. I'm reading. I'm getting gaining perspective. Just because I gain my as introverted as I am, or most people would think I'm, I'm extrovert, extrovert. But as introverted as I am, I gain quite a bit of of energy and resonance from the folks I keep around me, which is why a lot of people don't see me. Yeah. You know, I, I have to be very mindful with with my my energies because I feel a lot. 
Like even when I was a Smith, I felt a I felt a lot of it. Mm -hmm. So I, I try to stay in my own little in my own little bubble and my own little protection that, spaces. That, that explains a lot now. Like you know, there there are some usual suspects that you do see at events and scenes and meetings, but it's like when you pop up, it's like Yo Zena here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like that's dope, right? That makes a lot of sense. Now. I appreciate that. Yeah, like I'm glad to know that that y'all recognize that it's a you have to be crafty. You have to be you have to be uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Specific is not the word, but you have to be particular yeah. with who you pay your your energy to. Right, and I think for me, like I struggle with like I struggle with that because mm -hmm. I want to be involved. I want to be active. I don't want to be on the scene all the time, but it's like. Like, I'm good this time. Or I'm good this month. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, then you'll get that, you know, shout out to Will, man, our, our good friend. Yes. Like, Lex, man, you're not coming? Or I, I missed you. And it's just like, you know, Will, like, I had to take care of me this mm -hmm. month or this week or mm -hmm. this time. Like, mm -hmm. I'll catch the next one. That's real. You know what I mean? Because it's hard to not say put on a face, but it's hard no, it to is. put on a face when it's like, yo, I'm really just tired. I don't want to be Look, here. vibe doesn't lie. If you're not feeling it, it's okay to sit there and be like, nah, you know what? I'm good. I'm, I'm going to pass. I'm, I'm good tonight. You know, I'll, I'll check the pictures out on, online. It, that, that's completely fine. It goes back to what you were saying. So I have a blog called Self-Love Balance. Mm -hmm. And on this blog, I'm, I'm literally just trying to give perspective to folks that you need to focus on yourself. You need to focus on loving yourself. And you need to focus on the love of balance of yourself. Like you, you just the, there. It's those tears. You need to know who you are. You need to love who you are, and then you need to figure out how to balance who you are with who people expect you to be, or who you are in in contingency with who other people are are trying to image you to be or imagine you to be. So it's it's a it's a brilliant it's it's a juggling act, but it's it's doable. Possible. And drink your water and mind your business. Drink your water and mind your business. Mind the business that pays you. Look, mind the business that pays you. That's real. That's that's actually been my mantra this year. Look, mind this, the business. This, this year has been just a whirlwind. It's been a roller coaster, you know. Um, you know, as we close out this year, like what, what does the rest of 2020 look like for you and your brand and your, 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 your platform, your, your self-help guides and, and, and curriculum? Like what does it look like as we, as we hit this last stretch of 2020? Would you believe that even after everything I told you, I'm not the best planner? Kind of. I can believe that. Yeah. So I'm. I'm actually. I actually had a coaching session with with a mentor that I, I'm. I'm. I asked to to kind of coach me around, and she actually charged me to come up with three things that I wanted to focus on for the rest. Uh, you know, for the immediately for the next quarter or whatnot. Because you know, Q1 starts on. I mean, Q4 starts on on October first. Mm -hmm. So I literally have to sit down and figure out what is important to me for the next. Quarter. Like, what, what do I want to focus on? Is it money? Is it, is it impact? Is it uh, balance? Is it timing? Like, I, I have to sit down and figure this stuff out. So I, I'm not perfect. So I honestly, I don't know. But I do know that money doesn't make itself. Right. And that's actually a, um, a great segue into one of the key questions I like to ask every guest. You know, how do you measure success? in what you do because it's not always about money money helps but how do you measure success in what you're doing and what your initiatives 
I measure success in the health or fruit of the plant. So I feel as though I've been been sowing seeds left, right, and sideways, throwing them here, throwing them there. And now as I'm starting to see those, those seeds grow and I'm starting to see people sprout and I'm starting to, to, to hear folks like, oh, Zena, well, you helped me here or you did this, that, and a third, or they say something that I know that I spoke to them maybe 10 years ago, that is success to me. Like that, that when I'm able to see the reflection of who I am in them and vice versa, that is success mm-hmm. to me. Um, it's not, there's not a monetary alignment to it, but it's literally when I see the growth in someone or I see the, the, the glow up in someone that I had the, or something I had the, my hand in, in associating with, I get excited for them. I'm, I'm always, you know, I'm a cheerleader, so I'm I'm gonna cheer you on to be the best you that you can possibly, I don't care if we lose it. Yeah. I don't care. You know, it was, excuse me, it was a lot there. But like you said, like, I can be happy for somebody that I played a part in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a lot of what we live in now, it's it's really hard for people to be happy for other people. That's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. But, you know, you, 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 know, you, you see those things on social media, like, I want to be in circles where it doesn't sound like I'm bragging. Mm-hmm. And you have to watch, you know, what mm-hmm. you sell, you know, like, hey, man, I'm doing this. I'm starting a podcast. I'm thinking about buying a crib or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to Myrtle Beach. And somebody like, man, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like it's not where you're not bragging. And that sucks because it kind of goes back to the crab in the barrel yeah. mentality, especially amongst our community. But we have to be cheerleaders for each other. Not necessarily a lovable, if you will, <laughs> but just like, yo, I'm proud of you, man. Keep going. You know what I'm saying? And you don't know what people need and you have to that. water that plant mm-hmm. and help water your friend mm-hmm. or that season. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of growth, uh, Charlotte is going through this major shift. Ridiculous. Charlotte is a happening place. You remember when there was nothing uptown or downtown yeah. or yeah, uptown, like nothing. Do you, do you, you know, do you see Charlotte being the place where you want to grow your family? I have tried here? to leave Charlotte like four times, maybe <laughs> even five. Like I, I picked up my bags, I packed up, and leaving. I got rejected from leaving. I tried to leave, and it brought me right back here. <clears throat> so I think I'm here. Like this is home base. Um, I may move outside of the city a bit just because the city is getting a little congested for my liking. Yeah. But I like the I like the the Queen City, the QC. Mm-hmm. Like when people are like, where are you from? Oh, I stay in the QC. The what? Oh, that's the Queen City, baby. Mm-hmm. Like I, I enjoy having that that level of of conversation with folks. But I didn't like Charlotte when I first got here. What about it? Didn't you like everything but Smith? We ain't had no malls. We didn't have. <laughs> we, <laughs> We didn't. It took forty five minutes to get everywhere when I first got here. Yeah. Now it's due to traffic. We didn't right. have, you know, the roads were always terrible. Right. Um. It it was it was so much not to like, but Smith was home. Speaking of Smith, have you seen just how the the revitalization and, and the growth and what's going on around Smith lately? I mean, I those know are you- nice terms. Those are very politically correct terms. Uh, I, 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 I clap for you. I don't know if y'all can hear me clapping, but I'm clapping. That, that was very nice Have of you. Have you noticed the gentrification <laughs> going on around 100 Betty's Ford Road? Yes, I, <laughs> I 
have been on Campus Street and seen the $450,000 homes that they have popped up there. I've seen the the homes that look like they believe they they belong in West LA. I don't Come know on, if it's man. West LA. I, I've seen right. that, and it's ridiculous that 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 is. That that exists, but going off some of the the past podcast, I had to binge listen to your podcast. So going off some of the the past uh, podcast you had with the the um, with no grease and yeah. the owners of that, I I mean we should have been on top of that. Yeah, so I'm glad you parked it right there or brought the car to the to the intersection right there. And yeah, that uh, I love all the episodes, but there's something about that no grease episode because that's a classic. And. We learned so much just about them, but he touched on something. This is why I love it because it came up in my group chat today because we've been talking about real estate and I wish we had the foresight to the boat on the west side back then. Mm -hmm. But we kind of talk about like for some reason, depending on how you were raised or who you were raised by, mm -hmm. I'm trying to watch my words, but keep it real. There's something about us in the community about making it out. Okay. Making it to the suburbs, mm -hmm. you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So with the Dane, not in, not I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of we don't see the value in our own. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's like, oh, I'm moving to Myers Park, mm -hmm. I'm moving to Dilworth, I'm moving to Mallet Creek mm -hmm. or whatever the case may be. But man, I wish we'd have had the foresight yeah. to, yo, let's get these properties on Campus Street. You know what I mean? Like he said, like instead of buying a property over here, I could have bought two homes. Mm -hmm. By Smith and mm -hmm. look at that spot now, man. Mm -hmm. It's that that was a brilliant episode. I I really appreciated the way I, I came across it. But um I I'm I'm hurt because I'm hurt, but I'm not hurt. It goes back to how I was raised. I'm thinking everybody's we're all on the same page, same book. So yeah. I actually grew up right outside of downtown Raleigh. Downtown Raleigh, like that, that that's low key, it's borderline hood where I actually like started. Hood adjacent. Hood adjacent. Yeah. I mean, it, like if I walked out to the street without somebody, you know, it could have been a, it could have been a potential problem. I heard but about Rough Raleigh now. Chill out. Shout out to John Wall. Chill. No shade. <laughs> <laughs> chill out. So you have, you, you have that, but I also grew up in the suburbs. So I don't know if you'll see my, um, my, my Twitter profile is like suburban legend because I'm like, I've been in the urban side and I've been yeah. on the suburban side. So I've, I've seen white flight. I've seen us go into the areas and then take off. You know, I've, I've seen it. I, I saw it in D.C. I, I see when we leave our hood and they and move to theirs, they flee where we go. Mm -hmm. I've seen it. And they, they, they don't necessarily want you to play with their kids. Some do. They don't necessarily want you to associate. So you you experience these different, you kind of experience it in reverse when in actuality they turn around and move back to where we were. Right. What I don't understand about the whole um, the whole picture, if you're, if you're looking at it as a, as a picture, if we were in the inner cities and they were around us, we move out and they move inside of us, wouldn't that be more scary? If the suburbs is now surrounding you and now you're in the center, center of the city, compacted, doesn't that sound more concerning? That's just another, that, that's how my mind works For though. Sure. So I, growing up in the suburbs, like, oh, well, there's space out here. Ain't no space down there. You got to hope that your, your neighbor under you is like cleaning. Because yeah. if they're not cleaning, it's coming up into your, into your apartment. Right. But unless you've lived in those situations, you don't necessarily know. So. That's neither here nor there. That's a tangent on, on my behalf. But that's how my mind works in both directions. Because it's yeah. like, I get where you're coming from, but we can go and buy a both. Yeah. You know, it's... With um, F. Both. Both. Both of them. Both of them. When they, um, going back to the block, 
uh, when they took the bridge down. Bro, that hurt. That hurt. You know, like that hurt. The 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 the, the, the I hate to use the word casual, but the casual Smithite didn't realize what was going on, but people knew what was about to happen. Look. Like, that, they said they be taking this down so the streetcar can come through here. People didn't get it right away. Some people was like, uh, duh, let's go back over here. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's, you know, you hear these plans about what's about to go on on the west side and near JCSU, but it's like, you know, it's changing. And I, I say, man, the moment they take two way, the, the moment they put like a Trader Joe's or something on Betty's Four Row, it's over. That's real. But it's coming. I'm not saying Trader Joe's is coming. That's but real. The moment that I can't say can't take churches down, but that two way is no longer. You know the block. It's over. It's over. I I'm. Say I it. I don't know how to say it. It's just I. I feel as though you have residential, and then you have commercial. Right. And I feel as though on the commercial side. There's a lot of potential that we can actually operate within, you know, putting our businesses back on the Ford, you know, bringing presence back to the Ford. You know, I <laughs> it's funny. So in 2015, I, I was real cool with with the uh, the Charlotte NOI. NOI meaning? The nation of the nation of Islam, like the, the okay. NOI. So okay. they, they were in tandem. I don't know if you remember the whole um, it wasn't the voter. It what was the. It was the 10, 10, 15 movement. I, I really can't remember the jargon, the, the categorization they put on top of that. But I learned so much from how you protect your own from just that, that, that infrastructure alone. Like I, I was an outsider looking in and they allowed me to be present in, um, in these community meetings. Because they were community meetings, they were just facilitated by the NOI because they have their own security. They have their own mediation hotlines to keep police out. Like they're, they're really trying to operate the way other cultures operate um, and bring that to our um, to, to our communities. They're, they're trying to get you to to eat better. Like, I, and I'm not pushing them on on anyone. I'm just saying their whole mindset yeah. is where we should be going in the sense of take care of yourself, take care of your own. So if we have it, if you have the resources, I don't see why we aren't giving back to those that are that are struggling in those areas. So everything down to that food lion. We should be all up and through presence and 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 harassing folks over, over there because they're they're the ones who are coming next. They they are gunning for them and their their well being next. That whole neighborhood has so much potential and it, and there's so many young people in that neighborhood, which goes back to greatness. There there's so much potential in that neighborhood. and They've seen so much that we can't allow them to get left behind because we're being casual yeah. or we're being we're we're being nonchalant about the entire thing. So gentrification coming up from from uptown that makes sense but it's up to us to stop it right if you're gonna come in this city if you're gonna come to 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 this the the to our city limits to biddleville city limits this is how we perform and 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 act in in biddleville yeah. so that's the that that's the mentality i feel like we should start to um cultivate Across the board, like if we are going to have a culture, this is the culture. If you're going to come into our space, yeah, we got to get active. Meaning, we gotta, we gotta be more informed. We gotta get more involved in the in the, in the happenings around Biddleville. Mm-hmm. Of course, with our alma mater, 
Um, there's no better time than the present to get active. I hate when something in our schools in the news for 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 something bad or something in the dorms or a and lack of resources. Everybody's like it. making, you know. But like, what about the now when Johnson C. Smith is not on the headlines? Like, let's 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 you know, like your podcast that's highlighting the businesses the and the alums. Yeah, yeah, alums, whatever. That's and huge. Then, and, and shout out to Lance. Uh, the producer, man, who had this vision, because I, I was just like trying to make a capsule. He was Appreciate like, you. Yeah. I think this is a dope podcast opportunity, and I'm happy to bring folks like yourself on because we need to have these conversations. Yeah. People need to hear these thoughts and, and ideas and, and concepts because I ain't trying to force people to get active, but there's a method to what I'm doing. I'm putting the, I'm putting the candy in the medicine. I'm, I'm here for that. that you, you, if you don't know what your inner voice sounds like, you're bound to be told whatever you need to be told to follow whatever you need to follow. So I feel you on that. For sure. I feel you. Um, this has been a great episode. I appreciate it. Um, I want to bring you back and I'm, I want to start something. Is there anybody in, in, in this area that you think I should bring on that I might not be thinking about? Um, well, I don't even know who you're thinking about at the moment, but I, yeah. I get what you're... <laughs> I pick up what you're dropping. Um, <laughs> let's see... Um, I, I feel like I would need to. I would need to. If you need to think on it. I would need to think on it because if I start name dropping and then somebody calls my phone and like for real, Zena, like you just gonna out yeah, me like that? I'm like, yep, because that's what I do. I've gotten, I've gotten one no, um, but it wasn't enough time. They needed a little more time to prep. I was like, I got to do all the work. I got to do my own research, but it's cool. But um, how can people get in touch with you? How can they champion what you're going on? Shout all your stuff out. All right. So what's popping, y'all? I'm so appreciative of your ear and of your attention. I am grateful. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Semiotics, S-E-M-I, the number zero, T-I-K-Z. Again, that's S-E-M-I, the number zero, T-I-K-Z. You can follow me there. I have um, greatnessmerch.com where you can go and pick up your mantra wear. I just dropped homecoming season. We have crewnecks now. I'm about to drop a hoodie. I may drop a a zip up. I don't know yet. I'm kind of enjoying wearing it just for me, but... Copy your, mer- your, your greatness gear. I think that uh, you see it every day. You, be- you begin to believe it. You begin to believe it. You begin to own it. You own it. You're unstoppable. Yeah. And this is one of our own, man. Zena Zena's a legend to me. Oh, um, I watch you grow. I appreciate you. Uh, you know, we got to give people their flowers. I don't want to be that emotional guy, but I, I respect you. your grind. I respect your hustle. And, um, you know, it was just a matter of time before I brought you on. And Matt reminded me, he was like, yeah, it's time to bring Zena on. Look, I was so hurt, y'all. I was so hurt. I was like, where am I? Where, <laughs> where is my message? Why am I not on this thing? Like, that's all right. I'm going to keep listening. I'm yeah, going to keep harassing nah, him. Nah, Matt, <laughs> Matt was like, um, it's time. And I was like, all right, Matt. Nah, yeah. I appreciate it. This, this is gold. And I'm excited to see how it grows. Yeah, y'all, nice. y'all are definitely on to something with this. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Well, we appreciate your ears. I'm going to steal that from you. Um, <laughs> this has been another episode of the Keep the Money on the Four podcast. Check us out next week. We're out. Peace.